Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 135 of the JB Sism Show. My friends, in today's episode, we're talking about writing your story because it is about connecting with yourself. Do you have a message to share and wonder, how do I get heard? Broadcasting from the land of 10,000 lakes, welcome to the JB Sism Show. This show will motivate you with clarity and help you find your voice so you can take your message to the next level. Now, here's your host, Jason Sism. And taking everything to the next level is what I love to do best each and every week here at jbsism.com. Well, my friends, welcome to another great episode. And if you've never listened to this show, this show is designed and dedicated to helping you find your voice so you can succeed in your family, your ministry, and your life. That's right, my friends. I want to give you the tools that you need so you can transform lives and reach the world with the message that God has put on your heart. Well, my friends, I'm excited because we're talking about writing your story. And did you know that life can be revealed in so many different ways? And books tell those stories and people who have stories read them and see life. Well, in today's episode, we're talking about telling your story by digging deep into your memories and pulling on life experiences. People think that writing fiction is better than real life and that real life gets a big thumbs down. But writing your story by finding a message of hope can bring healing and hope to those who lack faith. Well, my friends, my name is Jason Sism. The show begins right now. And can you believe it? This is two weeks in a row now that I'm releasing an episode. I'm back to... Uh, what I hope to be a weekly reoccurring um, audio schedule <laughs> and recording schedule. Um, it, it was a crazy few months there where I only released a couple of episodes. In fact, I actually had uh, somebody, I was at a uh, event yesterday, the last meeting of our Minnesota Christian Writers Guild, and one of the writers came up to me and said, uh, Jason, are you still doing your podcast? <laughs> and I kind of had to hang my head and I say, yes, I'm still doing it, but I have only released a couple of episodes. So, well, they'll, they'll eventually get caught up and it won't take too long because there's only a handful of episodes this year. So uh, all that being said, uh, life can get cumbersome. Life can get in the way and boy, sometimes it's good to just take a breather, sit down and take a break, and it's been good to take a little bit of a break, and and just kind of clear the head, clear my mind, and that's what I feel like I've done, and I think, think we're back on track again, and I had a whole other thing I was going to talk about today, but after yesterday's uh, guild meeting, I had a another thought that I wanted to write about, and I wanted to kind of mesh the idea of writing your story, but um. I wanted to really talk about writing and connecting with yourself. And I think so many times we, we have this idea in our life that that you, you write a book or you just write a story because it's something you want to do. And I know a lot of writers who want to just write a book for the sake of writing a book. And, 
And one of the things our guest speaker, who's actually a good friend of mine, uh, David Sluka, he's the uh, editorial um, director um, at Broad Street Publishing. And one of the things he was saying is, if you don't know your story, if you don't know why you're writing, if you're not full on the inside with what you're writing, you really should just stop. Because writing fiction is one thing. Writing nonfiction, writing a memoir, writing an article about your life or even somebody else's life is a completely different ballgame altogether. And and especially fiction and nonfiction are, are two completely different things. And and a lot of people think that writing fiction is better because you get to make up the world. You get to dive into the character psyche and, and you can put them in these precarious situations and you got to find out how are these guys going to get out of the situation. And I think writing fiction uh, allows you to explore the human psyche without being vulnerable. In other words, you can let your characters be vulnerable where you don't have to be. And so if you go to write your real life story, people and writers just don't want to do that because it's, it's, it's not easy. And so you get that, those big double thumbs down and, but I think writing your journey, writing your story and finding a message of hope deep on the inside of you is going to help bring healing and hope to people who are lacking faith, people who are kind of going through storms of life. And, uh, as a pastor, you know, I find that telling real life stories connects the listener to the message, um, that, that I'm bringing from the pulpit. And and that's that's what you want to do as a writer. You want to be able to connect the listener to the message that you're bringing. Uh, you know, I think there are a lot of people out in the world. I mean, you, you look all around. I mean, just turn on the news and there, there's just heaps of bad news out there. And I think there are countless stories of people who are looking for hope and healing in the storms of life. But they feel that life has brought them to the ground and they're they're drowning in their fear. They're drowning in the fear of the unknown. Uh, in fact, I'm actually reading it's a, a really good book. I'm reading a book by Ted Decker called 33 AD, and it's the story of Mavia, uh, who is a desert queen. Uh, she was born as a slave and then rose to power, leading 20,000 um, Arabian um, people, and she's following the teachings of Yeshua, following the teachings of Jesus, and and so her life is kind of paralleling what's happening with Jesus in Jerusalem, and and so now she's on this quest to to find out, you know, why is it that my people are uh, in going going to die, and I fear for even the life and the safety of my own son, and then she realizes that Jesus is facing his own peril. Uh, in Jerusalem at the hands of Herod and Pontius Pilate and the Jewish leaders. And, you know, life has these stories. Life has these storms. You know, these these events that will either make us or, or break us. I mean, uh, you know, speaking of the Bible, remember the story of the disciples. Uh, the stories in the Gospel of Matthew and I think in the Gospel of Luke as well. Where... Um, they're in the city of Tiberias, and, and Jesus said, let's cross to the other side. Let's let's go over to Capernaum on the other side of the lake. And 
And so they get crawl into the boat and Jesus decides to take a nap. And all of a sudden, a mighty storm rises up and, and begins tossing their boat to and fro. And, 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 and they feel like they're going to drown because the waves are crashing in over the side of the boat. And, and, and they feel that they're going to die. And, and they have this fear that they're all going to drown. And, you know, the Jewish people of that day, they, they, they were more land people. They really didn't care for the sea all that much. Um, and so when the storms rise up, they cried out to Jesus, who was sleeping in the bottom of this boat. And they said, Jesus, do something. We're going to die. We're going to perish in this storm. You know, but Jesus rose up and he rebuked the storm and he calmed the sea. You see, the, 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 the disciples feared that they would die. And the disciples feared that they wouldn't make it. And Jesus said, why do you have such little faith in your heart? And so I think so many people live life fearing, you know, what's going to happen in, in, in their life, fearing what's going to happen. And, and the storms of this life fill their hearts with dread because they don't have any hope for tomorrow. And sometimes maybe you're sitting there fearing, you know, gosh, I got to write this story for an editor and I got to get my story down. I got to write this memoir. And, and, and you fear that maybe your story is going to be too raw, too real, too, too emotional. You know, but I think, I think this is why writing our story is, is so, so vitally important. You know, we, we want to inspire and, and show our readers that, that something is there that can help calm the storm. You know, as I, I'm a Christian, I'm a Jesus follower and and if you're you're not into Jesus and you're not into um, Christianity, then um, you can ignore ignore some of these uh, stories and that I'm telling you. But you can I hope gain some understanding of what I'm trying to say. But as a Christian, I I desire to use the Word of God, God's Word, and in connection with my story to help bring people closer to Jesus, help people discover their own faith. So, so that's kind of where we're going in, in with today because people are, are fearing their life. People are fearing the storms of life. And, and as writers, we have the ability to take our story, connect with our story so that we can write our memoir, write our articles so that people's lives can be changed. And, and that's really what writing is all about. It's about changing lives and changing the world just one person at a time through the words that you write. And so uh, for the rest of our time here together, I, I want to give you five things that are going to help you connect with your story so that you can write your memoir and write your article. So here we go without any further ado. Number one. Be full of yourself. <laughs> uh, doesn't that sound ooh, juicy? Be full of yourself. You know, sounds like you're stuck up. Sounds kind of contrite and um, stuck on yourself. But, <laughs> but here's the deal. The reality is if you don't know who you are, or you don't know your message, you're not going to be able to articulate that message in a way that... The people that are going to understand. 
you know, we we got this message buried on the inside of us. We got we got this message that that wants to claw its way out. But if we don't know that message and, and we're not full of that message, we're not full of ourself, we're, we're going to miss what that message is. We're going to miss what our story is that we need to use to connect with people. You know, the message that God has placed on your heart is, is a calling that you have. And it desires to be shared. It and, and, and if you don't know your story, if you don't know it at all, you don't know where in your life you want to go. And if you're writing a memoir, I'm just going to throw this out there. If you're writing a memoir, don't start with the day you were born until now. Nobody cares. That's called an autobiography. And you still don't want to do that. But if you're going to write a memoir, find one moment in your life that you can use to help people connect with you and help people connect with your story so that maybe they're going through a similar circumstance in life and and maybe you want to help pull them out of that and help them understand and discover that maybe I can find hope. You see, the message that God has placed on your heart is calling to you and it desires to be shared. And your story, get this, your story is unique. The storms and the trials and the fears that you've experienced in this life, they're there to help bring hope and joy to those who are seeking the same answers that you were for their own storms. You know, there truly is, my friend David uh, yesterday was saying at the guild meeting, you're there is something truly special about being full of the message that God has given you. And you want to take that message, you want to unwrap it, and you want to expose it to the world so that people can find the answers for their storm. So in other words, be full of yourself. Know yourself. Know your story. Number two, um, the to connect with your story and to connect with people with your story as you begin to write your memoir. Be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. You know, it's one thing to determine what part of your story needs to be shared with the world, but my friends, it's a complete different to make that story feel real, to make that story feel connected. So it's one thing to determine what part of your story needs to be shared with the world, but it's another to make it feel real, to make it feel connected, to make it feel like it belongs. And I think too often I've read different articles that feel contrived, that feel hollow, because the writer didn't want to be vulnerable. They didn't want to open themselves up to scrutiny. They didn't want to open themselves up to to feeling their story. But I think in in this millennial Gen X society that we live in, people are desiring real authenticity. People are desiring um, to feel the emotions, and I and I think it's up to us as a writer to pull upon those emotions that you felt in in those moments of life when the storm was rocking your own boat, and make it feel real again. 
you know, us as writers have the ability to craft words in, in such a way that is going to help somebody understand the message that we're trying to communicate. Sure, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But but if if you could just take take that moment, bring that moment into the present, bring that moment into the now, your readers are going to be able to connect on a very real level. They're going to read your stuff and they're going to be like, wow, that is really good. That is really good. You know, so so maybe... You know, maybe you're, you're in this place. Maybe you're depressed and, and you're in this dark place. I know I've been there in my own writing. Try to write something that's upbeat and positive, and you're going to find it's a chore. I mean, that's why you get those thumbs down. It's like, uh, I don't want any part of that. Here's the deal. It might come across as dry and emotionless, but there's a big butt in the room. <laughs> If you write from that darkness, you write from that pit of despair, guess what? Your words are going to grow. They're going to blossom. They're going to they're going to flow onto the page and and maybe, maybe just maybe somebody's going to be able to connect with what it is that you're writing on a deep and emotional level. And you know, I I remember when I finally opened up about my foreclosure on a house here in the Twin Cities before I married my uh, my wife, you know, I felt I was putting myself out there and and I felt like I was a failure. I felt like I didn't have anything figured out. And, and especially as a pastor, that was a really hard pill to swallow. Being vulnerable and, and letting myself just be authentic in that moment. And And when I was putting myself out there, I had... I had an individual in our church come up to me and they say, you know, Jason, I would like some of your advice on how to get out of debt and live a better life. So I don't have to keep having this problem with my finances. You know, my story was even better at that moment. Why? Because I was real and they were blessed. And they needed that authenticity from me. They needed that vulnerability from me. They needed me to say, you know what? I struggled in this area. But here's how I overcame. I overcame by the blood of the Lamb and and the word of my testimony. So be vulnerable. Take your moments of life and, and be vulnerable and and, and put everything onto the table. Don't, don't hold anything back. Just put it out there for the world to see. Yeah, it might be hard to write that, but boy, you're going to find there's power in those words. So be vulnerable. Number three is this. Connect with your story. Connect with your story. And this is where the rubber really begins hitting the road. And I think we need to take a moment here. So do this. Take a moment. Close your eyes. Allow your mind to drift back. Allow your mind to drift back into time and revisit an emotional event. Think about that moment. Recall it to your memory. Now focus on the details. And I want you to connect with that moment emotionally. Connect with that piece of your story and think about the details in your mind's eye. 
Do you got it? Can you start feeling those emotions come out? This is where you can begin writing down your bullet points. When you close your mind, close your eyes and open your mind and begin thinking about your story, thinking through the intricacies of that event, start writing down what you see in your mind's eye. And you're going to be amazed at how quickly those emotions start rising to the surface. So I, I did this exercise so that you could see what I was talking about. And you can go to the show notes page, jbcism.com forward slash 135, jbcism.com forward slash 135. And you can uh, see my bullet point list here on number three. But I wrote out a bullet point list of, of an event, my foreclosure event, because I just talked about it. And, and I just wanted to connect with that moment emotionally and just write down some of those thoughts. And so I remember I came home one evening after spending the day with my fiance only to find that during the day the bank had come and put a new lock on my door. They changed my door lock. Now imagine me standing there and, and, and that utter feeling of hopelessness. Like, well, now what do I do? Because I parked in the in the driveway. My my car had died earlier, and so I was using my father in law's truck, and and so the truck was too big for the uh, for the garage. So I parked in the driveway, and that utterless, the utter feeling of hopelessness. And then I punched in my garage button, and the door goes up. And that ray of hope as the door opened, it's like heaven's gates open and, oh, you know, I, I felt a, a little bit of hope, but at the same time, a, a deep heaviness on my heart that, that I had failed and, and, and that, well, now the bank is really serious. But at the same time, that feeling of relief that I can actually get into my home. And then... Once I got inside, the feeling of anger and seething as I slammed my fist into the counter with a scream because it was still obvious that I lived there, that anger. And then after pacing a little bit and making sure the outside light was on so if anybody from the bank knew that I was home, that they would see the outside light on. I go upstairs and the sheer shock that I find that somebody had stolen cash from my bedroom before they changed the locks. So that anger and the frustration building, the fact that I had to spend money to change my locks back the next day, you know, so so as I was writing that, it, I could feel the same emotions rise to the surface. I could feel connected with that moment. And, and I could feel that frustration, that anger rise up again. And, and so if you do this kind of exercise, close your eyes and start bullet pointing down some of those emotions and, and how you were feeling at that moment and, 
and some of the colors and the things that come to your mind and the sounds and the feelings. Write those down. Become connected with your inner self and find the story that's going to connect with your reader. Help them discover that there is hope. The storm may be raging. The storm and the questions of life may be hurling themselves against the boat and and your life may be rocked to the core and you feel like there is no way out and you don't know what's going to happen. I'm here to tell you that there is hope that you can come out on the other side. The storm can be calm because Jesus is the one who calms the storm. You know, in that moment, I, I felt completely and utterly hopeless. But at the same time, I had faith and trust that God was going to see me through. You see, that's how you connect with your story. That's how you connect emotionally and bring about a hope. Because the Bible says that if you trust in the Lord with your whole heart and you don't lean on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, you acknowledge him and God's the one who's going to direct your path. That gave me hope in those moments. So connect with your story on a deep and an emotional level. Uh, Number four, have an outline before you begin writing. Now, Maybe you're sitting here and you're scratching your head and you're like, Jason, you sound like a broken record. (laughs) My friends, here's the deal. Make sure you have an outline. This is the one thing that you need. You know, it's one thing to be full of yourself and to know your story, but it's a whole other thing to write it with a structure in place. I mean, you can write until the cows come home, but a good structure, listen to this very carefully, a good structure will allow you to write with focus and be able to unleash your creativity. Let me say that again. A good structure will allow you to write with focus and be able to unleash your creativity. You know, a lot of writers have a lot of varying opinions regarding the structuring of writing. You know, if you're writing fiction, you could be a little bit more loose, but if you're writing nonfiction, whether it's a book or an article, a memoir, and you're working with an editor, they're really going to want to see a fully fleshed out outline. Why? Because they want to know if your message truly is going to connect and your message is truly there to be pulled upon and, You know, so I want you to take time to write everything out you want to include in your book. Write it all down, whether you're using a legal pad like I do or you're using Scrivener. You can always use Scrivener and then you can change and alter your outline later. But you got to start somewhere. You know, uh, if you're going to use Scrivener, I encourage you to use the outline view mode because that'll help you see your outline. The nice thing about it is you can change and move your stuff around later. But but again, start somewhere. Allow your message to flow from your mind and, and get it down onto paper. Because if you don't get your outline and you don't get at least your bullet point thoughts down onto paper, you're going to have a hard time writing later. I don't necessarily write in a sequential order. You know, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. Sometimes I do. But sometimes I'll be like, you know what? 
I'm feeling this scene today, and so I'll write this scene or I'll write that chapter today because I'm feeling it. I'm feeling motivated, but without an outline, I can't write that chapter. And so a chapter outline or an outline of a book is going to help you when those moments of creativity arise. You can actually then go to a piece that you're feeling passionate about at that moment, and you can knock that chapter out and then move on to something else. So, but start somewhere, get your message into an outline format. And trust me, you're going to thank me if you do that. Uh, Number five is this, write, 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 and write some more. (laughs) You know, this is truly where the rubber meets the road. You can't have a book unless you write. And this is where you take your structured outline and you begin writing. You know, I want you to dig down deep and, and I want you to pull up from the recesses of your heart. I want you to pull up from the recesses of your mind and I want you to begin writing because writing is where you're going to connect with people. You know, people won't know your heart or your story unless you write. And as writers, our goal is to help people see through their storms of life and find the stillness and peace that they desire. So my friends, sit down and write. You're the only one who can write your story and you are the only one who can release your story into the world. Well, my friends, that is all I have for today's episode. You can find the full show notes of today's episode at jbcism.com forward slash 135. And one other thing, if you go to my website, jbcism.com, I want you to go to the top of the page and click on the link of how to write a book the right way. It's a four-episode course that's going to walk you through how to write a book the right way. And I'm going to teach you some of these outlining tips and tricks that I use. So go to jbcism.com forward slash 135, sign up for the newsletter, and share this episode with somebody so they can begin writing the story that God has put on their heart. I'll see you next week. God bless. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening. This has been the JB Sism Show. You can find the archives of the show at jbcism.com or on iTunes. Don't forget to visit jbcism.com to download a special ebook when you sign up for the free newsletter. You'll get new episodes, updates, and so much more. This podcast is copyright Jason Sism and Sism Enterprise, all rights reserved. Until next week, stay motivated with clarity, take your message to the next level, and find success in your family, ministry, and life.